We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McGeckron, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. An Academy Award and Golden Globe winning actor who came into all of our homes as a key player on Saturday Night Live. He transitioned onto the big screen, bringing true artistry to comedy and horror in ways that have never been done before. All of this while being true to himself as an openly gay man. Okay, okay, maybe we are getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're definitely getting ahead of ourselves. The reality is, today's guest is actually just starting out as an actor. But that introduction is what I aspire to read for him someday. Francis Domenico is in the midst of a one-year program at the Second City Conservatory right here in Chicago, a program that builds the foundations to be a writer and an actor. It was great speaking with Francis and learning about his journey as an artist. I am pleased to share my conversation with Francis Domenico. So I've been wa- I was watching all of your uh, YouTube videos, oh, and yeah, uh, they're really cute <laughs> and funny. And um, I want to know how long have you been doing those? Yeah, so I consistently I've been doing it probably for the past year. Um, I, I used to do a lot more when I was younger. Uh, I used to play around with my uh, my mom's uh, camcorder when I was a kid, and I just always made like film, like little movies. Nothing, obviously, uh, that was taken seriously, but more consistently in the past year, and mainly because I got into to the conservatory at the Second City, and I wanted to show that I have content, that I yeah. that I can write and be creative. Your mom's camcorder. So what what mm-hmm. age was that? So I was probably around the age of five or six when I really took uh, a liking to it. I had gone to the movies for the... F- the movie theater for the very first time i saw the movie child's play uh the the sequel not the original <laughs> so that was my very first movie i saw in theaters i just really found it fascinating the the scary aspects of it i really grew into horror as a kid my mom had this camcorder and my friend and i we would just film like us scaring each other and just trying to make it look like a scary movie but <laughs> i guess that's when the creative juices really started flowing though it's one thing to see a scary movie as a kid mm-hmm. and think that was cool and scary it's another thing to take a camera and try to create it like that's a different part of your brain that's a different yeah. type of person that would yeah. think to do that that's super cool that yeah. that happened that young yeah it was really cool my uh, my father was uh really big into halloween uh like just the the holiday and he would decorate the house um with all these like scary like mannequin looking things and that's where i got a lot of my like costume ideas we had these extra props lying around the house from halloween that we would incorporate into like our my child film that i did with my with my really close friend we made a couple of them they're they're awful i'll have to scrounge them up because they're probably worth seeing at this point (laughs) oh i totally want to see them Yeah. yeah yeah totally but yeah that's when it really started uh probably around the age of five and six 
I saw the movie, uh, the movie Huck Finn. Uh, that was like probably a second movie I saw as a kid. And it was Elijah Wood's essence as a kid. I felt like we were close in age. There was something about him in the film that made me really want to be like him. I remember that, that Christmas after seeing the movie, I was asking Santa or writing Santa Claus letters that I want an acting agent. <laughs> there was something very particular and I'm not, in, I'm not entirely sure what it was uh, that really clicked with me, but I knew I wanted to be like Elijah Wood when I was a kid, or at least be something close enough where I could hang out with him because I thought like he was a badass in that film, Huck Finn. <laughs> I would still consider myself to be pretty much introvert. You might watch uh, some of the film or some of the shorts that I've made on YouTube and stuff like that. And it might look like I'm an extrovert, but when I'm playing a character, I just feel kind of invincible. And then when I'm playing myself, I tend to be a little bit more kept to myself, quiet. It wasn't until maybe junior high school where I really took a liking to, to music as well. For me, acting just wasn't a thing. Like I really wanted to do theater in, uh, when I was a kid, but I remember my friends used to, you know, make fun of those kids who were in theater and I just didn't want to be a part of that. I look back on it now and I'm like, oh man, I really should have. But I really got into music and I started uh, playing with a band. I was like a lead singer uh, of a band for a while. No, it's it's terrible, not not good stuff. But uh, that for me was kind of a you know a way of expressing myself and getting into character because I could be anybody on stage. At, but in in with or through music. As far as acting though, I wasn't able to really fully express myself in acting until college. I recently did this interview with Teresa James, who's an artist. She's a visual artist, and she has like these kind of foundations about herself. Like she's a She's a Catholic Christian, and she grew up um, loving animals, and she's all about kindness. And she's able to take all of these things that are meaningful to her and mm -hmm. use them and express them to the world with her artwork. And when I was watching your videos, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you mm -hmm. can take all of these things that you think are ridiculous and funny, yeah. and you can create something for the world, you know, now that you have YouTube, it's for the world. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, um, I've had these ideas brewing in my head for a while and I, I took a writing class at the second city. It was the very first time where I really allowed myself to be vulnerable and open up to what that might look like. So I remember I wrote something, it was a vampire story, but it was very uh, visceral and very strong in my in, in my perspective and how I view the world. And I realized at that moment that I could really bring these 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 likings I've had my whole entire life and really use them as tools rather than um, you know disregard them for just phases. You know, I really think that uh, the Second City has really offered me a way to harness those talents. Because I, I am my own worst enemy when it comes to the, like performing or anything. I always like doubt myself, but I find that when I am able to use the tools that I've been given as a kid, when I'm able to like reintroduce them, I, I'm able to create content that might not be suitable for everyone, but it definitely feels good that I'm able to express that in my own way. Now, are you doing those with the assistance of other people or is that a one-man show? Yeah, so through through COVID, it's been uh, a one-man show. 
Um, I have my, my partner, he, he sometimes helps with like holding the camera. Um, but over the past couple of months, I've been able to acquire some, um, you know, mic stands, uh, camera stands, uh, some lighting. And as you can see behind me, I got my little circle lamp. Um, so I've accumulated these things over the past uh, few months, hoping that I can eventually make it uh, a team effort rather than a one person. Because I, I, I also would like to write things for other people to perform, not just for myself. I'm just waiting for the, uh, the appropriate and safe time to do that. You had an accident. Yes. When did, can you tell me about that and when that happened? Yeah, yeah so the, the accident happened, uh, I was 18 years old. Um, I, it was January 30th, 2004. I sometimes forget the date. Uh, to the, yeah, January 30th, 2004. So I, uh, it was a normal day of high school. I uh, was hanging with some friends after school. Um, we decided that we were going to go to our... It was a Friday, Friday afternoon. So we've decided that we were going to go hang out at our friend's house whose parents were gone for the weekend. So it was an open house. Um, so we were on our way there, uh, and all, all of this, by the way, was, was told to me after the fact. I don't recall any of this, um, but I, I was in the car with my friends. It was in the backseat of my, uh, my friend's car, and we were stopped on a, a really busy road, and we were making a left-hand turn into uh, our friend's driveway. And while we were sitting there, we were hit from behind by a limousine. Uh, and the limousine was going approximately like 50 miles an hour, according to the police report. Um, <clears throat> I was in the back seat, so I, I don't re I don't remember any of this, but I took the most impact. Um, I like slammed my face against the seat in front of me. I was wearing my seatbelt. The seatbelt actually broke my sternum in half, <laughs> and I ended up uh, having a severed aorta. So I was bleeding out and I had like minutes, minutes to live. And, uh, so from that, from that, from that scene, they flew me to the, the hospital where they determined that I had like a dark mass in my chest that was like filling up, like through x-rays and stuff. They were able to see that. And, uh, they rushed me for an emergency surgery. They thought my, um, my, my lung had collapsed. Um, and I had punctured other organs. They didn't realize that I had a severed aorta. So they acted fast on it. I had open heart surgery. They were able to graft it and piece me back together. And I was, I was, I, I mean, I was touch and go for a little while, but I was able to fully recover from the accident. Um, I was in a coma for about two and two months, um, uh, the extent of it. And then I had to do like almost a year's worth of uh, physical therapy, learning how to walk again, learning how to talk again, all these things. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's, it's very bizarre because I, I don't recall anything. I just ended up waking up one morning in the hospital. I was like in a bed, not sure what was going on. My mother came in and had to tell me what happened. Um, how long after a, the accident was this? This was about uh, that. You you mean after the uh, after she told me? No, no, no. Yeah, how long after the accident we woke up in the hospital? Yeah, so I woke up in the hospital probably about two months after being. Uh, yeah, 
being induced into the coma. Yeah. Your so, poor mom. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's a it's a it's oh, a terrible man. thing. Even when I when we talk about it, we try not to talk about it too much. But when we do, it it always brings a tear to my eye because you know she's she she still hurts about it. She puts blame on herself for whatever reason. I guess because she's a mother. Um, do you have siblings? I do. I have three sisters. Where do you three fall? Sisters. I am the second youngest, so I have oh. two older sisters and then a younger sister. I have four older sisters, but okay. Oh wow! Okay. A wow. Lot in common. Okay. Holy yeah. crap! So yes. I mean, I can't even imagine. So I think it's another entire podcast to talk about, like yeah. what that has <laughs> impacted your oh, outlook yeah. on the world. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's I mean, definitely. Uh, it's it's definitely. I, I feel like I could have taken it one or two ways. I could have been very. Uh, I could have been very miserable about it and, um, you know, become such a negative person about it. But I've, I've taken, I'd, I'd like to think that I've, I've taken the higher route when it comes to that and uh, just being able to live life to the fullest. And um, it really, it really, it does put things into perspective though. Like I, I don't take things for granted as much as I used to. Um, and I really, I really try to stay stay on that mindset well let's talk about you at second city that's a big opportunity um how long have you been a part of that program i've been with second city for about almost two years now but i've been in the conservatory for just a a month right now because i just went through i just graduated from the improv program Okay. I've taken the acting class, taken two screenwriting classes there. And uh, yeah, so that, that for me, uh, it's been, I've been in the conservatory, which has been a dream of mine. And I can't believe I'm still here uh, saying that because it's like been such a surreal moment. But yeah, the conservatory was like a goal of mine to get to. And yeah, just to, now that I'm here, it just feels like I can make anything happen now because I, I've wanted this so badly. I got it. And yeah, so that, that's where I'm at right now, about a month in the, to, into the conservatory program. And it's about a year long program. And the program, what the intention of the program is what? Like, what are they teaching you? So they're teaching us more so how to write, uh, how to write scenes, how to battle writer's block, how to identify like key figures in a scene, like what makes a scene work, what doesn't make a scene work. And ba- just basically the, the tools, you, you've learned the, uh, the tools of improv, but now you're learning how you can use those tools of improv to actually write good scenes. So is your intention to be a writer? So my, my intention is to, uh, I, I do want to write. Uh, I do want that to be part of my life. Uh, it's definitely been a strong um, asset that I have that I really enjoy doing is writing, but primarily I, I do want to act. I do want to get into acting. I really want to. I have dreams of being on Saturday Night Live, and I have all these dreams of working with famous people. And it's not it's not so for the fame aspect. It's just I really enjoy the art of acting and the art of writing so much that I just want to get to a point where I'm making money off of that, and that to me would be a life, life, lifelong dream just to be able to get to that point. Yeah. Is it mostly um, comedic stuff that, that interests you? I started out writing really dark stuff, really, because I thought I wanted to go the like scary movie route or the thriller route. 
but I've I've realized that I've I've never really considered comedy as a focus of mine. And I've been told that I can be genuinely funny at times, depending on context and situations. But uh, for me, comedy, I've learned more this past year, is such an important thing to know and to understand. And I really enjoy it so much. Probably the same as horror and and thriller movies, because I I really enjoy the layers that are involved. so comedy for me is definitely something that I don't want to limit myself to, to, but I definitely want to understand it more. And I do find enjoyment in comedy rather than I do in trying to write for scary movies or okay. act in scary movies. Yeah. But it sounds like the is the writing part of it something that you kind of just have to learn being in this industry? Or is it something that you're interested in? Like I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to figure out like how it all fits together because I'm, you know, I don't know anything about acting. It's kind of like when you're a painter, you have to learn how to draw first, and then you yeah. paint, and right. they kind of go together. Right. It's like writing and acting, kind of the same. Is it the same relationship? Yeah, it, it can be. Um, I don't, I don't think you need writing to be a good actor, and I don't think you need to be a good actor to be a great writer. But I do think it does make a big difference. I feel like if you are able to do both, um, you'll understand um, you know, how, how to play a character, what choices to make in a character or in a scene. And you can apply that simply to writing too. Like how do you see this person? Um, where are they? Who are they? How old are they? And I feel like it does work hand in hand. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think you need both, but I really enjoy both and I've really, I do want to be strong at this craft, at acting and writing, so I do want to understand as much as I can from all spectrums of that entertainment sphere. Gotcha. But the conservatory program that you're in, does it have an acting component to it? It does. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, We present a lot of ideas to class. Uh, we, we we, We cast what we've written in class to our fellow student or other students and we act it out and we see what doesn't work what does work and we build from that so while we are writing scenes we are acting them out as well to see what works and what doesn't work so uh it is used uh both in that case this sounds awesome yeah <laughs> i love it I, and again i wish i could be doing it full time at this point it's only i'm in class once a week uh, I'm writing about three or four nights a week uh, just for fun uh, or for class. Um, but I have I have a normal nine to five that is in IT and it's just not ideal at all, but it pays the bills for now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would be great to be full time, just immersed into that uh, industry. Did you have a vision of something like this when you were a kid? You mentioned like Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Is that something that you thought about when you were younger? I, w- I would have dreams. I would, I would have these visions of me just being like on stage. I used to love watching the Oscars when I was a kid uh, and just imagining myself there. I, I don't really know what caused it to happen or to switch on for me there was a moment where i was a kid where my my family took me to universal 
And I remember just like seeing sets for the first time and being so in love with how things looked. I love that it looked so real, but was so fake. And I just really loved, loved that aesthetic and wanted to be a part of that. I remember as a kid, like really envisioning that and really trying to harness that. I didn't know what it took to get to, to that point. Like I didn't know that some people, I didn't know at the time that some people are born into families with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, privilege that are able to, you know, their father's an actor and they know the ins and outs. And, but for me, I grew up with a family that was, uh, low income. Uh, so my family didn't really have any pointers for me as a kid. And not that they wanted me to act anyway. They wanted me to be an electrician, which <laughs> was not ideal for me. Um, <laughs> is that what your dad? Yeah. Is that what your dad did? Yeah, well, it's what my dad. It's what my my grandfather, my uncles, all of them years and years of electrical work, and they really wanted me to follow suit. Uh, but you know, I fell off hard. You know, being gay and not really interested in wires. I love <laughs> colors and that all that all that sort of thing uh but yeah so for me i yeah i really wanted to be in movies as a kid i really envisioned myself on tv uh i was a huge fan of snl as a kid even though i didn't understand a lot of it uh, mad tv um so i've always had comedy with me i just never th saw myself as a as a comedian or studying com comedy so so it, it feels when I'm in class, it does feel really nice to um, be present because I feel like I'm doing my younger self like really well when it comes to that because I, this is what I've always wanted to do and now I'm finally doing it. As a painter, you know what I'm trying to do oftentimes is take what people see out in the world and kind of process it through my brain and re-express it so that people can see something. So they're kind of seeing what they see, but they're seeing something new that they hadn't seen before. So that's kind of like, as an artist, what I'm trying to do. What would you say you're trying to do as an artist and being an actor? Is there something that you could um, share that you think you're trying to give to the world? I do find that LGBT people in acting or in the entertainment industry or often mislabeled or 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 maybe just not represented enough and i'd like to i like to be active in breaking down <clears throat> stereotypes i really think that it's important um and well basically what i'm trying to say is that i've been told before that when i when i come out to somebody somebody new uh they'll they'll, they'll say and i'm sure maybe you've gotten this too where Oh, I didn't know you were gay. You don't even seem gay. And that to me, for a while, I didn't really understand what that meant. But now um, I, I, every time I hear that, it kind of hits, hits hard because I, I don't want there to be one vision of gay people in entertainment. Like they have to be very flamboyant or they have to be, um, you know, very sexual or anything like that. I still want to be able to represent my my community uh but in a way that really the world hasn't been able to see much of quite yet so i would like to still harness that idea of not being so visibly gay but challenge people like yeah look i'm gay and i don't i'm not flamboyant or like i don't have these certain life uh aspects um 
and not, not that I not that I think anything's wrong with that. I just want to see more uh, visibility of gay people. I mean, I've the, the past couple of years we've seen more trans visibility, which has been fantastic. Um, and I think I think we do we need to just kind of stretch that a little bit more and see what else we can offer a window into seeing what the gay life is really like. Um, and that, that might be a long-winded answer, but I, I feel like ultimately I do want to offer a new perspective on, um, you know, what I see gay people like in, uh, in film, TV, entertainment in general. I want to see, I want to look at a TV, be able to have, be able to, you know, identify with somebody on TV. Um, and I want somebody else to be able to identify with me in that case. Uh, so I just want that cycle to keep repeating. I want there to be a face for everybody in our community. So if a young kid is watching a movie and seeing a young actor on the screen and thinking, I want to be him, I want to be like him, what would you tell that kid? I would tell him to go ahead and do it. Be just like him, uh, but be better uh, and be yourself. But yeah, that's what I would say. Just go out and do it. Just do it. So you got to. Uh, so I mean, I guess that would mean be in the theater. Don't worry. What, it, don't worry about what your friends say. Yeah, don't worry about what your friends say. Uh, yeah, because that's basically uh, my life story right there. Yeah, I mean, I could have been on this journey a lot earlier, um, but I, I I've doubted myself and I. I regret those moments, but I think I'm making up for it now. And if that same person is out there with the same idea, just go ahead and do it. Don't you have many resources now where you're 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 going to be safe. You're going to be fine. And uh, yeah, just you have nothing to lose. Go ahead and do it. So where can people see all of the stuff that you're up to? Yeah. So. Uh, Everyone, uh, any, anyone can follow me on Instagram. Um, that's pr probably, Instagram is probably where I'm um, most active. Uh, my handle is at francis.l.domenico. Uh, or you can visit my website. I post on there as much as I can, which is uh, yosonofrancis.com. That's I-O-S-O-N-O, -O francis.com. Uh, where you can see a lot of my videos and some of my artwork, some photographs. But yeah, if you want to see what I'm doing actively, check out my Instagram. Okay, and everyone, yeah, you got to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, this was great. Yes, uh, thank you. This was great chatting with you. So yeah, we we never really. I think we chatted once before. Um, yeah, yeah, we we did. It was very very quick. So I'm I'm glad we were able to delve into something uh with substance and also you know clear-headed uh but uh, yeah i hope to see you soon man it would be great to catch up and uh maybe you could teach me how to paint who knows so francis thank you very much for hanging out with me yeah thank you so much for hanging out man thank All you for right, allowing cool. me My name is Ricky McGuckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.